Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a very special guest by way of St. Petersburg, Florida. Yep. She is single-handedly promoting home ownership by making home ownership possible by eliminating the amount of monthly payments those with student loans have. She is a business owner, entrepreneur, future fintech unicorn. She is my new friend, Kat Kyuras Wong. Kyura Wongs. Yes. Kyura Wongs. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh my goodness. Kat, welcome to the Loan Officer Podcast. Thank you for having me, Dr. Yeah, this is super exciting. Sorry I butchered the last name. I only practiced it a dozen times. A dozen times. It's all right. At least you attempted. Yeah, it's Cat with a C. Because yep. I have a friend who's Cat with a K. Mm -hmm. And it's Kyura Wongs. Yes. You Kai got Yura it. Kyura Wongs. You got it. Yeah. Yes. The company uh -huh. is. Loan sense. Yep. The company is loan sense. Yep. And you are, well, I'm going to go ahead and profess this for you. Yep. <laughs> you're a student loan expert. Yes. Yeah, you're a subject matter expert in yep. student loans. You started your career mm -hmm. helping people acquire debt. Right. Help That's kind of what I do here. <laughs> I help people acquire debt, which is getting a home loan. Right, right, right. You actually help people like me help people acquire debt. But you started your right. career helping people acquire student loan debt. Right. And right. you acquired but, but, some of your own student loan debt. Yeah, yeah. And then it's you so figured funny out, to put it that way. I, right? I think of helping people get an education, move up in life, you know. <laughs> but it is true. They end up taking a lot of debt, you know. And now you're making your life's mission and in, in your business mission yeah. to help people eliminate mm -hmm. their student loan debt. Mm -hmm. Helping them lower their monthly payments. Maybe even find ways that they can have their student loan debt forgiven. totally forgiven. Right. Right. And that's what your company does. That's what right. you do. Yeah. And in the process, helping them understand the impact to their debt to income and ability to underwrite and own a home. You know, that's the biggest. We're at the cornerstone of the two largest debt vehicles of student loan and, and mortgage, you know. Yes. And one is getting in the way of the other. Oh, absolutely. It's the number one reason our generation is having a lot of psychological fear around how do I do the next financial move? And for a lot of people, that's buying a home, right? When you reach your late 20s into your early 30s. And um, a lot of it's psychological. There's about 17 million student loan borrowers who are renting right now who are in the prime purchasing demographic. So for loan officers and people who are like, oh, you know, this market is bad. Well, actually, no, the, I don't know if you know, but the average income of a person who buys in this market is about 10,000, no, I'm sorry, about $16,000 lower than it was last year. So it's truly moderate American incomes, who, uh, people with moderate um, incomes who are able to compete now because it's not as competitive. And these are the people that need the greatest affordability they can get with these interest rates. Correct. So it's really um, it's really a service to, to really everyday Americans. You know, it's not necessarily, I mean, it, it obviously student debt impacts everywhere from the doctor to the, you know, to the person who started college and didn't graduate, right? So. It has, it has compounding impacts across ever, a lot of people in this age group. Yeah, and it's putting a massive strain or an anchor, and not the good type of anchor, the anchor that drags you and prevents you from going forward fast on the consumer purchasing power. So if, if I'm an auto dealership, mm -hmm. I probably need to know you 
Mm -hmm. I need to know what you know. I need to know the services of your company. Mm -hmm. If I'm a real estate agent, if I'm a home builder, mm -hmm. I think you told me off camera, you kind of got started with financial advisors, did you not? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we license our product first, and I actually personally train certified financial planners. Okay. Um, so for example, but but that again, uh, I, I started that way, but then I realized the majority of people using those services tend to be well into the six figures. They'd be doctors, they'd be nurse practitioners, which is fine, but um, they needed so much help with their student loan. Obviously any mistake would cost them a lot of money, so that's great. But then I realized that loan officers impact much more everyday Americans that are even more impacted by student debt who are not gonna go to a financial advisor. So the loan officer really has an opportunity to be that financial advisor in many ways, not officially, and, and help a person who may not be a six-figure earner how do I get to the pathway of home ownership, right? You are speaking my love language right now. We had this guest on about a year and a half ago. The guy's name is Dave Savage. His product, Mortgage Coach, is yeah. amazing. Yes, yes. And um, I had such a pleasure getting to know Dave because for us, it was, a, it was a time to reconnect. We had met several times over the past 20 years, but he and I had this like heart to heart where he shared with me statistics that were like basically my words, not Dave's. A mortgage loan originator is mm -hmm. Everyday America's financial advisor. Even yeah. though they don't have the designation, they don't have the title, they can't market themselves that way. Right. Most financial advisors aren't speaking to the average yes. home buyer. Right. So your product, you started mm -hmm. saying, hey, financial advisors, you have these right. clients, these high net worth clients who aren't able to invest and save the yeah. way that they should because they're having a financial strain right. in, uh, event, which is called student loan right, payments. Right, right. But you realize you weren't impacting the greatest amount of, of, of the working American. Right. So you're like, well, who right. has access to those people? And it's like, oh my gosh, the real estate and mortgage industry does. Right, right, absolutely. And you kind of fell into this because of my own, yeah. Because of, like most of us, you had right. a personal issue yeah. that you had to solve for. Right. You right. two were denied for a loan? Yeah, so I, um, so that this is, yeah, this is how I really related to the industry because when COVID hit and we had loan officers come like, hey, I heard about you through something else and now we have borrowers going on pause and we were using 1% because they have to qualify for Fannie for other reasons how can we get them back into repayment? And I was like, wait, this is an opportunity to really make an impact and make build relationships in the lending industry. But yeah, my personal story was in 2015, um, I was in my late 20s, in my early, and I was about 26, and I wanted to buy my first home. And I went to a couple lenders, I didn't get a response. And um, I finally went to the third uh, loan officer who, who was like, hey, look, um, pay down your student loans and come back after student loans are paid down. Because even though I had an 800 credit score, almost an 800 credit score, it was my student loan and my debt to income mm -hmm. that was impacting my ability to buy. And so I wait, I thought about it and I didn't earn, I was earning an average amount. I didn't earn a ton of money. So it did really have an impact on me, but I also wasn't trying to buy such an expensive home. It was in Florida before our markets went crazy, right? So um, I was thinking, how much more do I have to save and pay in order to get this house? And how much will this house be worth? Like I, I went in and because I studied policy in undergrad, I was like, let me look into the rules. So I actually 
the, you know, that was around the time Freddie and Fannie had passed that you can enter into a different student loan program. And there's many, they're called income-driven repayment plans. Mm -hmm. There's many different programs under the income-driven repayment. I can get into one of those plans. And I was actually able to close on my first home two months later. Um, I've gone on to buy several more homes since then, actually acquired more debt because I went back to grad school. But it has not stood in my way because I understood this and was able to close on that first home. And 82% um, of the wealth of average American at retirement comes from the value in their home. Facts. So yeah, so the more, so what we help borrowers understand, not only like do we help borrowers once they come to like the lender able to estimate how much we could save the borrower, then the borrower gets sent to us, we help them file like a TurboTax for student loans into all these different loan programs and get back the documentation underwriting needs for the home loan piece. Uh, the value we really are able to serve is even beyond that. How do you get your student loans forgiven if you qualify, discharged if you qualify for that? It goes well even beyond the mortgage. And then ultimately, how do you do the calculation, right? Some people are like, oh, I can refinance and get my loan at 4%. Right now it's 6.5. But if you can get a portion of it forgiven, your net effective interest rate is actually can be negative for some people because they actually end up paying back less than they borrow, right? So we help inform and educate consumers and loan officers on the value of understanding the federal programs. It's like such a complicated payback world because there's opportunity to not pay back the fully amortized amount in the student loan world, right? All right it's so, very complicated. And so you're dropping crazy knowledge on us. <laughs> Sorry. I love this, okay? I love this. But you and I are actually recording this on a Friday. You are in town because your sister-in-law is going to do the Dopey Challenge, right. which for my runner friends out there, this is the weekend of the Disney Marathon. Yep, yep. That means you're running a 5K, then you're mm -hmm. running a 10K. 5K on Thursday, 10K on Friday, half marathon on Saturday, full marathon on mm -hmm. Sunday. You're here to support her. Yeah, I'm not Cheer running her on. Myself. No, you'll be at Epcot <laughs> pounding uh, shots of tequila before you slide over to, to, to uh, Canada to have some Crown Royal. But nonetheless, and I'll be right there with you, Kat. No, but but I want to go back because you were geeking out, which I love. But some of our audience is like, oh, my gosh, I can't write that fast, Kat. Or slow down and speak English. I'm like, well, we are speaking English. Yeah, but Okay, yeah. so here's a summary. Yeah. Rewind. All right, so. Cat went to buy a house. Cat mm -hmm. made good money, had great credit score, right. but realized, holy cow, my student loan payments, as they report on my, on my credit report, are preventing me from being able right. to qualify because my debt to income ratio is too, too high. high. Yep. This is BS. Because she's super smart and studied policy, she's like, I'm just going to open up the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines, which, <laughs> by the way, if you go to Google, you can Google Fannie Mae seller guide and knock yourself out. They're 470 some pages. But she probably used the control the fine control student F, loans, control <laughs> F feature. Yep, it's a PDF document. So control <laughs> F and then typed in student loans. And here's what she realized is that there are things called IDFs, right? Income to driven repayment, driven repayment or IDR. income. Yeah, IDR. income based repayment is another one, right? That's income based is a one program of income driven. Yes. Yep. Yep. And super long story short is one lender said, come back to us once you close you. You either save more money or pay or, off. Yeah, and cats like uh, that's BS. That's gonna take me five or seven years right. to do that. By that point, how much knows? is this house gonna be? Correct. Right? Yep. Um, so they went to another lender who told her the same thing. Did the research, mm -hmm. then did the legwork, mm -hmm. and the legwork. I'm assuming lowered your your, yeah, your monthly payment. I filed the payment. Now I filed you qualified. Yep. And then you thought, hmm, 
How many other people? Are How many this other trouble? people are like me? Right. And you launched an entire company. Right. For people like you. Right. Yeah, that's your signature story. You yeah. had a life event where you figured it out for you mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. said, "I'm pretty normal. I'm pretty ordinary. Yeah. There's a lot of people like me. How can I go out and help them?" Because as you said, according to your research, 82% of someone's wealth at retirement is in their home equity. Yeah, the so, average American. Yeah. So if 82%. we can't help people become homeowners, we can't help people become wealthy. Right. We can't help them accumulate the only savings they may have at retirement. Like literally, some people don't save anything until they're 55 and they're like, holy crap, I've saved nothing. Let me scrounge together a few thousand. And literally the only thing they have is their home, right? And so if we delay and take that opportunity away from people, then um, what do people have, right? And so for me, it's, it's about what's the smartest decision, right? Like if you eat ramen and save all that money, but now the home is not affordable because your income hasn't increased at the rate at which the home value has increased, then you're screwing yourself basically even more, right? So it's like we, we just help people think smart. It's not, not all debt is bad. It's about debt management to get you assets that build value, right? And not just your degree is valuable because it helps you technically earn more, right? There's some people four out of 10 don't graduate. So they get they get this debt and don't have a degree and don't have the earning. But if you graduate and you get that debt, then you already achieve the value of that degree. Now let's go find the next asset that will help you increase your value in, in, in the world. And that means more money saved, more equity built. And so the next step is home ownership, right? So we always help people think about how do I think about, hey, what's the value of accelerating my student loan payoff versus the value of getting a house. Is your equity in your house gonna rise quicker than your student loan going to zero? Like what's more valuable, right? Having that or, or paying down your loans entirely, right? So we, we help people think and, and think through those numbers, but yeah, we, we do nerd out. <laughs> I love it. No, you're, you're speaking my language. And yes, if you help someone purchase a $300,000 house that mm -hmm. on average would appreciate by 3% on average per mm -hmm. year, that's nine grand. Right. And your point is, how many of y'all are actually going to pay down your student loan Aggress by nine grand? Right, 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 right. Not many. Right. And if you can't qualify for a home loan, right, because your student loan payments are too high, you're raising your hand and say, "Hey, homie, I was one to you too. Let me help." Right. Call me. Right. And Go you to may, my website. Right. Or you if you're a loan officer, mm -hmm. you're like, "Hell to the yeah, call me." Right. Because you have not just one client this month but three clients this quarter and 20 right. clients this year that you may have said no to, right. that you wanna help loan officers turn a no into a yes. Right. If there's a wannabe home buyer out there, I right. call them borrowers coming a lender, but right, right, right. a wannabe right, home right. buyer, someone who is aspiring to right. buy a house, like new year, new me, I wanna become a home right, buyer. Right, right, right. And you're running up against a brick wall that many others are, Cats mm -hmm. like, you, I can help you, right? right? Look right, my way, right, look right. at me. Right because you are essentially inviting these kids to the cool kid club. Right. Like, hey, look, I got I got all the good yeah. snacks. I got all the good drinks. I got the best DJ. Mm -hmm. And I know how to get the answers mm -hmm. to what you need. Mm -hmm. That's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So besides the easy thing, it's like, look, what's your website? How do I get a hold of you? Whether I'm a loan officer, a CEO of a, of a mortgage company, or I'm a consumer, how about this? I like some freebies. Mm -hmm. What are a couple of freebies you could give our audience, whether they take them and pass them along to their clients 
or whether they too are like you trying to buy a house right now, Mm -hmm. what are some things that you're doing in your day to day that you find is most beneficial to the average consumer in terms of getting rid of their student loan debt or lowering their monthly payments? Well, first of all, um, the the first thing you well you want to understand is when are you what's the time to close right and preparing as much as possible because a lot of times we get people like oh my god i have a close date in two weeks and now i'm being told my student loan is going to be a barrier and then loan sense our customer success is like scrambling to get them the documentation in 21 days if you know you have a student loan and even if you get a yes preliminarily through a pre-qualification Um, or pre-approval, there's still value in understanding what are all the options to potentially lower your payment because a lot of times it's not until the underwriter gets hold of the documentation that that the lender as a whole realizes, oh my gosh, we can't approve with with um, even if they were already on an income-driven repayment plan, they're not getting the right documentation, right? So if you have student loans, like understand what all the different repayment options are, and you can very easily understand that completely for free by just going to our, it's it's completely free. You can go to app.myloansense.com and literally create- App, A-P-P, yeah, dot A-P- myloansense, S-E-N-S-E. Dot com, dot or com. myloansense.com, and okay. you can click on get started. Any consumer can literally go in and answer seven questions, connect to their loans, and we will give them the best repayment plan across every single student loan type. And here's why this is important. And I, I wanna slow right. this down for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If you have a way to reduce your mm-hmm. monthly student loan debt, mm-hmm. what can you now do with that cash flow? Because maybe you're not contributing to your 401k. Right. Maybe you right. don't have an IRA. Maybe you don't even have your six months of emergency uh, reserves in some kind of a savings account. Right, right. Right, like that is such a hindrance. Even if you qualify for a home loan, just, you know, smooth sailing. I think everyone should be checking out the service because there's other things that they're probably not doing. If we're talking about generating wealth, that I I think your product could, could benefit. Obviously, for the core audience here, yes. You're trying to qualify for a home loan or you're trying to have a borrower qualify for a home loan and the student loan debts get in the way you got to look at loan sense but really if you have any student loans you should probably look there right so i i just wanted to add real quick that right now like because payments are on zero right zero P- payments are zero so a lot of borrowers because, why? because of the administrative forbearance right still from covid yes when and, does that get lifted well it was supposed to end by just december 31st and because the Supreme Court is going to hear the uh, case on the ten to twenty thousand dollars of student loan forgiveness, the administration has extended the pause until sixty days after the Supreme Court ruling. Okay, so, so there's a lot of Americans right now who have not been forced to make a payment; they've right. been on forbearance. But here's the good news: if you go on to an income-driven repayment plan, all this time a borrower has not been paying counts towards loan forgiveness. So that's hugely valuable because if you're on a 10-year repayment plan and three years of it, you don't have to pay, that's a huge amount of loan forgiveness right there. Think about your monthly payment every month. You're not paying, that's forgiven. That's a huge amount of money, right? So that's number one tip is to understand, are you on income-driven repayment? Have you made the requisite number of payments already? You could potentially get your entire loan balance discharged. So a lot of loan officers will send people to us because, or go to myloansense.com and complete their profile and they'll see news that they get their payment lowered. But actually, once they come through our service, 
we can help them get their entire balance of loans discharged. So a prime case study I just got shared by our customer success was a borrower who came through because again, the, the underwriter said, we don't have the right documentation. She herself, by the way, is a lawyer, but she was like, what do I do? What kind of documentation do I need? We told her how to get this documentation. Last week, she 10 days ago, she couldn't close. Now she extended her close date. She's able to close. But she qualifies to get $415,000 of her loans discharged entirely. How's that? Be, because she's already made 15 years of payments. Okay. And um, she has worked uh, in the public sector. Okay. And by the way, you don't have to work in the public sector. You can work in the private sector too. And essentially, because of Biden's extra funded loan forgiveness plan, like he b gave extra funding to it. So even if you didn't pay your loans for three years, you can also count that towards uh, loan forgiveness. So essentially, Hold she's on. three made, years because they've been in a forbearance because of the COVID pandemic. Right. But correct? there's people that go into forbearance because they take fellowship, they take an internship. All okay. that time counts towards making a payment, even if you weren't. Okay. Three extra years. So if you get three years of COVID plus three years extra of any time you hadn't paid, Plus, you've already paid for, let's say, seven years, eight years, whatever that amount is. Your number of years of payment plus those freebies of six extra years can get you to the point where it's like you've paid long enough that you just literally need to file some forms to get your entire balance loans discharged through what's called the um, Income Driven Repayment Waiver Program. So there's people that loan officers send to us to lower their payment, and it turns out we can actually get the entire balance discharged. And so some people are like, wait, I just need to get my payment lowered by this much. Let's focus on this now so that I can close. We respect that. But then they can come back to us and then we can help them get their loans discharged afterwards, which by the way, for a lot of people means they can now afford a second home. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts. I like your case story because what I, what I liked hearing is this person, by the way, for the haters out there, she did make 15 years of payments. It's oh, not like yeah, people are going yeah. to college, racking up debt and be like, ah, just forgive it. It's like, no, 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 right. no, no, no. We, we need your financial documents. We need to see right. how much money you're earning with this degree. Right. How, how many years are you going to pay us on time? Right. And right. then if you put right. in your time and you make saying, your payments, and you make your payments on time. Right. Right. Then there's a chance that certain programs. Right. Based on your income, based on your service. Right. Right. Would allow you to have all or a portion of it. Right. Dismissed. Right. Okay. Right. But if I'm not that, let's say I'm 26 years old and four years out of college, mm -hmm. I have $60,000 in student mm -hmm, loan debt. Mm -hmm. I'm paying $995 mm -hmm. a month and it's killing me. Right. So based on your income, we can still lower your payment and get you into a plan based on your income. And that amount you're not paying from your fully amortized student loan payment to the amount the government says you should be paying that can be for that could qualify for forgiveness in the future as in the future based on what your income like if next year you earn a million bucks then yep. the government's not going to obviously forgive it right but most people don't have that enormous of income jumps right mm -hmm. they might have five ten percent at most so um they still have to make a certain number of payments right you're still expected to pay um you just aren't expected to pay forever so if you make 10 or 20 if you're a private sector employee 20 years of payments based on what you can pay, the government says what you can't pay will now be, will now qualify to get forgiven. Right? Okay, so check this out. You yeah. just said that not many people see that big of an income jump. But let's say I'm a mortgage loan originator. I got licensed just two years ago. 
In my first year, I struggled. Oh, God almighty. I barely made any money. Right. My second year, I eked out a okay living. And uh-huh. by okay, you know, I might have made a little bit more than a school bus driver, but not as much as like a house painter. Right, right, right. I but, love that. <laughs> but, you know, I met this chick named Kat and she's cool as shit and she has this awesome product. And what if I want to subscribe to that product as a loan officer? Hey, by the way, wink, wink, nod, nod, LOs who are tuned in, check this out. I'm going to go around my entire market. Maybe I'm going to do reels on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm going to market myself as the king or queen yeah. of student loan denials. Yes. Was your loan denied because of your student loans? Yes. Call me. If you if you don't but if you don't believe there's an opportunity, just go on the first time home buyers group on Facebook and just say, I specialize in helping those with student loan debt buy a house. And I see posts on that group, by the way, every single day. Can I buy? I have student loan debt. There's 17 million borrowers with student loan debt out there who are renting, who are in the prime purchase market. It's a huge opportunity. So you want to see your income go, maybe not to a million, but from $70,000 to $470,000? Yeah. Literally, spend the next year marketing yourself yeah. as the student loan turned down lender, meaning you were turned down because right. of your student loans. Call me. Right. You're right. the Let, loan officer for, yes. yeah. Every for realtor, every builder. Heck, every other loan officers, don't tell them your tricks. Yeah. Right? Every other loan officer, hey, maybe you got someone doesn't qualify to the student loans, give them, give them to me. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't need to be the expert because mm-hmm. loan sense will be that. Right. Well, I mean, what does help the loan officers to un- obviously understand the guideline side, which we understand and we help, we help loan officers understand the guideline side too. Meaning like... And by the way, these guidelines are difficult even for me to keep up with because they change. Right. Right. FHA is it is it half a percent they use half. of the of the outstanding balance. So does Freddie. Maybe not Fannie, but if Fannie's one percent. Fannie's one yeah. percent. If you're in, in an IBR and it shows a payment, we're good. But if you're in an IBR and it shows zero, I can't use zero. So now I need to go back and use either the half or the full one percent. You, you can use zero for Fannie, but. Um, if you're doing Freddie or FHA, you can't use zero. Yeah. Okay. So if, if I'm in an IBR Mm -hmm. income based repayment Mm -hmm. and my credit report says my student loan payments are $0. Well, if you're in, if your payment is zero because you're in forbearance, they have to use 1%. But if your payment is legitimately $0 and you have the right documentation, Fannie will allow zero. The problem is, is a lot of loan, a lot of underwriters don't understand that and just use 1%. So uh, what loan officers do that I've heard who save these loans is try to move bars to Freddie and use 0.5 or work with us and get them into repayment at a, even lower than 0.5 and we can use that payment. Yes. But the, the trick is we have to get them in repayment. And a lot of times borrowers, it, getting yourself into repayment, again, is a paperwork process. And a lot of borrowers um, mess that up and they get the wrong documentation that ends up getting denied at the... Once it reaches underwriting, right? Yeah, three days before closing. Right. Three days before closing, get a conditional approval. And all you needed was the proper documentation. Right. And you finally got it, but it was wrong. Right, right, right. It was wrong. So then you have to go hustle the servicer, but you don't know how to tell them what your letter needs because you, the borrower, don't understand the underwriting guidelines. And the loan officer barely understands why they can't accept the letter. So there's a lot of issues that end up happening that we have had tons of use cases of being able to get the right documentation. And um, if you file from start to end, it takes about 21 days. But if you just need the right documentation and a borrower already started the process, we can do it in under 21 days. Um, by extending the close date slightly, we can help 
save those loans. I, I did want to say, though, that lenders and loan officers, for, for those listening, like you asked me about the freebies, right? Every loan officer can sign up to use our products for free at lender.myloansense.com, like lender, like normal L-E-N-D-E-R.myloansense.com. And we give lenders um, our estimator product where they can literally uh, estimate how much will reduce their student loan and they can immediately invite a borrower. And we also give loan officers for free a lead capture. So if they want to take their link, so the link will literally be their number, their the way they could put it on their website or in their email, and it will include you, the loan officer's name, NMLS contact information. But if you put it on your website or in your email or in your social media, someone can go estimate how much can I reduce my student loan, and they could say, hey, I want to talk to a loan officer about my improved affordability, allows them to enter the info, and we share that back with you immediately as soon as somebody enters that. And then they can come through the Loan Sense platform and get a full analysis of how we can help with their student loans. So that is a freebie also for well, loan officers. Well, so I like that. I was, it's interesting because um, you and I can sit here for like three hours and mm-hmm. I can sit there and pepper you with questions because right now my little pea brain is spinning in circles. In a nutshell, uh-huh. I was thinking a freebie is let's give the consumer a couple like couple yeah. nuggets like yeah. hey do this and X will happen do Y and Z will be your result but before we do I'm gonna summarize everything that I've heard today Kat. Okay. help is on the way <laughs> right help is on the way because my head is spinning but it is good <laughs> to know that I have a resource at mm-hmm. my disposal at my fingertips that I'm not going to learn how to do this. I'm not going to figure this out. I'm the guy who gets frustrated when I have to call to try to get a $12.95 refund from NFL.com. <laughs> True story. Like, what do they charge you for? <laughs> they charged me to for a subscription that I thought I was going to be able to watch the NFL network yeah. from the app on my TV. And then mm-hmm. I realized that in order to watch the app on my TV, my TV provider had to um, cooperate and my TV provider, Direct TV, Direct TV Stream, does not cooperate with the NFL Network. It was a waste of twelve ninety five, yeah. and I still three weeks later cannot get a freaking thirteen dollar refund. I've given up. I'm like, look, it's thirteen dollars. My time's more valuable. Well, literally, if you've ever rolled dice with JC, that's like <laughs> that's like not even one die roll, and you're out. You're out like three hundred dollars. And I rolled dice with JC for hours at a time. So I told myself to get over. It, okay. But I am that average consumer. So right. if you're telling me there's paperwork involved and phone calls that need to be had, yeah, bump that. Right. But if you're telling me there's a website that has resources yeah. and there's people and maybe even a little bit of money I have to pay to have those people do their job really well and it's going to benefit me. Yeah, so I summarize today as it pertains to just those people who are being drugged down because of their mm-hmm. student loan debt mm-hmm. and their monthly payments. Help is out there. Help right. is on the way. Loan officers. If you're not closing as many loans as you think you should close because you have students or students, because you have borrowers, clients who are being drugged down Mm -hmm. because of student loan debts, help is on the way. Right. Same thing for realtors, help financial advisors, right? Right, right. If you have clients who aren't achieving Mm -hmm. the wealth generation strategy that you laid out for them because Mm -hmm. of student loan payments, Mm -hmm. there's help out there Mm -hmm. and you don't have to do it on your own. Right. but I do want to try to get those two or three nuggets. So yeah, I'm a consumer. Talk to me yep, as a consumer. What are some things that I should be doing right now on my own 
to, to benefit my situation as it, as it pertains to my student loan debt. Well, first of all, if you have a, an, a if you have a debt amount that's anywhere near your annual salary, which means let's say you earn eighty thousand and you have eighty thousand in debt, your payment is significant. Your payment is more than you can afford if you want to be saving for anything else. Okay. So your the number one consideration is. There's people that are like, oh, that's fine. I'm going to live in ramen. Okay, I'm going to live in ramen, do nothing but pay my student loan for five years. That's fine, but at least, at least understand your options. If there's an option to reduce that payment and actually think about how you can use, instead of, let's say, a $900 payment, because if you had $80,000 of student loan, your payment would be $900. And if you made $80,000 and you think about how much of your post-tax income is going to that, like you should not be paying any more than, my recommendation is no more than 15% of your post-tax income should be Yeah, paying. so if you make $80,000 a year, that's basically $6,666 a month. month. After taxes, it's $5,000. Right. Right, so you got $5,000, you're basically saying 15% of $5,000 is the maximum, 750 bucks. Right. So 750, not 900. Right, well, I would say max, max, max. max. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, so, so, I'd so. say 500. If, if you were able to save 10%, like have an emergency fund and save for long term, like retirement or down payment for a home, another 10%, if you can comfortably do that and pay rent, then you can go to 750. If you can't, I would say even max at 500, right? In this scenario. But the point is, is like, you shouldn't give up on saving for your future to pay down debt because here's the thing, because the amount of growth on compounded interest on the savings you have now is so much, it's going to be so much more valuable than saving three years of payments on your student loans. Preach. It just doesn't, it Preach. just doesn't make sense to forego long-term financial security to get out of debt if your debt payments are already almost basically unmanageable, right? So my number one tip is understand like what percentage of your budget is going towards your student loans and are, is that impeding you from being able to save for retirement, for long-term wealth building goals like buying a house? And if the answer is yes, which it is for most young people, because now a study came out and it's saying that the average graduate has more debt than their first year annual income at this point. So you're like, like the majority of bars you're gonna encounter um, in their early 30s, because the people that hold the most debt is from 30 to 40, then they're likely going to need to think about what's my payment relative to my overall budget, right? So that's the number one tip. The number two tip is then to understand if you're in that category, do you, um, what plan is best, right? So I always like to tell people like, there's two main strategies to pay off your debt. You pay it like your hair's on fire, or you pay it, you, 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 you get onto a plan that will allow for some form of loan forgiveness. If you're not gonna get any loan forgiveness and you can afford to pay it like your hair's on fire, then you might be a great candidate for refinance. But if you can't pay it like your hair's on fire, our recommendation is also not to refinance it because when you take federal debt and move it into the private market, there are no protections like the federal government provides with current student loans. That means if you get laid off, you can get a $0 payment and actually have it count as zero, for example, for the mortgage process. But if you refinance your student loans to save what you think is a few interest points, you may not actually be saving it. You know, you, you could actually get a lower payment and actually end up paying less. So my tips is 
obviously understand your scenario. If you're under, if you earn a hundred grand and you have twenty k of debt, I mean, yeah. yeah, knock it out of the park, right? Yeah. So it totally depends on your scenario. Um, and also, final tip for like a regular consumer too, is um, a lot of time for healthcare workers. This is a huge one we often get asked. I can go work for a hospital and be considered a nonprofit worker, or I can go work for private practice. If I go work for private practice, I will earn X more. It could be 20, 30, 40 grand more. And we often help people think, okay, you can make 20 grand more a year. What is that post-tax likely? I don't know, 13, 13, 13, 15, like that, right? And how much, if you stay in in the public sector, how much would you actually get in loan forgiveness because you went through some years of internship fellowship that already count towards forgiveness? What are you, what is your forgiveness balance versus your income boost and compare those things, right? So I always like to help people think holistically about their student loans. Don't just think of it as like, I'm going to make more at this job. I should just go there. But there's other things to think about in terms of what is your income earning potential? Also, what do you enjoy more? There's many factors to consider, but um, I, there's so no, there's so many different tips based on a person's scenario. Yeah, really, no, I know? love this because yeah. here's what I just learned. Mm-hmm. A student loan is not a car payment. Right. Quit treating it that way. Right. It's not. It is not a car payment. Yeah. yeah. So so quit treating it that way. And there are resources out there. Right. Right. Resources like your company, like mm-hmm. Loan Sense. Mm-hmm. There are professionals who do this for a living, I'm sure for a small fee, but like anything in life, mm-hmm. there's an ROI component. Of course. What do I have to pay up front? What am I gonna receive in return? And if it's a five, 10, 20, or 50X return, mm-hmm. man, I'm gonna use my language, you'd be a freaking moron right. not to pay whatever fee that was if you can get a, a 10, 20, or 50X return yeah. on your money. I loved today's show, Kat, because so much of what John and I have been doing for the past three years, this is everything you should have learned in school but didn't because mm-hmm. it wasn't taught. Right. And I'm a big fan that we need to be invited into the room where it happens. Mm-hmm. Just be invited to the table where they're having the right conversations. And on, on today's episode, we did another thing. We shared knowledge to make you say, hmm. <laughs> like just to open your, your eyes to this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? To me, that's what college did for me. College opened my eyes to the world mm-hmm. outside of 32750 Longwood, Florida outside of Showmate Posse, which was my neighborhood then, that's what we called mm-hmm. each other, right? It, it it opened my eyes to a bigger world. Mm-hmm. The content that we produce on the show is just that. Let's open people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is life-changing for a large sect of the American populace. Mm-hmm. And they need to know that your service is out there and they need to go there. Mm-hmm. You can try to do it on your own. Cool, DYI all you want. Or you can go to someone who already has had success, has already built out the systems, the processes, the platforms, mm-hmm. has probably all the right phone numbers on speed dial, right. and can make it happen for you. Mm-hmm. But at a minimum, just know whether you do it yourself or you have someone to do it for you, this is out there. There are right. possibilities. Help is on the way. Yeah, just don't decline somebody without knowing whether they really should be declined. Like, don't don't give an adverse action letter. Don't decline. Just explore the possibilities because getting that that borrower an estimate is free. So why not get them an estimate yeah. on if can there can there be an adjustment? You know, and, and they get an estimate for free too. And if you're too. a consumer, yeah. don't take no for an answer all the time. Right. right. Don't take no for an answer. There's going to be a loan officer that says, I understand the guidelines. I partner with LoanSense. You, because the majority, 70% of people that come through our platform have been declined in the past, you know, and now they're getting approved. So 
Don't, yeah, don't take a no. You know? So let's do this. How do people get a hold of you if they want to follow you? Yep. Or, or how do they inquire about becoming a client of your yes. company? So I, well, number one, I hope this podcast list, um, my YouTube channel, I produce content weekly for consumers and for loan officers. What's the YouTube channel? Um, the YouTube channel is Catalina K. Uh, it's it's because I created it before like Loan Sense. I was starting to talk about it, so I, I didn't so want to spell it. it. C A T C A T A L I N A K. Okay, that's so easy. Catalina K. Or you could even put Loan Sense into YouTube, and it should okay. come up. Yeah. So either one. Um, also, how do you get a hold of me for our service? If you're a loan officer, going to lender.myloansense.com and just signing up, we will automatically get your contact. There are customer support, all the information actually is on our website, but also in that dashboard, you'll get a loan officer um, support person as well. Um, so you could do that or come to our website, myloansense.com. We have our number, we have our emails. Our, e our email is super simple, info at myloansense.com, L-O-A-N-S-E-N-S-E.com. That's the best way. And if you have a, a borrower, you could just even send them to myloansense.com and they can go get started and get a completely free analysis on how much we can help them save in their student loan. Awesome. Kat, this has been amazing. Thank yeah. you for taking the time to come from Disney World all the way to Winter <laughs> Park, Florida, so you can go back to Disney. Enjoy your weekend. I appreciate this connection. I'm sure this won't be the, the, the last time that we have a chance to sit down together. Yeah. I look forward to collaborating with you a lot more in the future. But that's all the time we have for you now. Yep. She's Kat. I'm Dio. You just tuned in to a special episode of the Loan Officer Podcast. We will look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.